the beautiful part of yoga is right the strength and the suppleness kind of that juxtaposition Join me, Morgan Sevney, owner of Prospect Heights Yoga, as I interview yoga instructors with knowledge and wisdom to share that reaches far beyond the mat. If you're looking for a little motivation to apply to your own life or share with those around you, what yogis know is for you. I am here with Monica Monfrey. Did I get that right? You did. Awesome. So Monica is a yoga instructor. And can you tell me about how you got into that, how you started teaching? Sure. Uh, I didn't actually really like yoga for a very long time. I'm a dancer. And yoga to me was like slow, probably because I started off with a Bikram class and it was more of the the poses. And so I kind of left it for a while and then started to do more working out and on class pass found some really great instructors who kind of hooked me into yoga. And I was like, oh, maybe yoga does move more. Um, and when I moved to Brooklyn, there was a studio block from my house. And so I started practicing more and more there. And about two years ago, my dad actually passed away. And it was during that time that I found like yoga kind of brought me more sense of calmness and stability and just acceptance. And I transitioned to a new job teaching high school dance. And I thought, well, what better like mm. tool to have than yoga? Yeah. And so I decided to do my yoga teacher training about a year ago, cool. right after I had knee surgery. <laughs> Oh, wow. Right, a lot there. <laughs> um, so that's how I found my way to becoming a yoga teacher. Didn't actually anticipate teaching adults. Yeah. Um, and then started doing it and just really loved it. So wow, here I am neat. a year later teaching. Yeah, very cool. So what? how would you sort of classify sort of the style of yoga that you teach? Sure. It's definitely a vinyasa flow. Uh, and because I am a dancer, that's like where my training is. I like to think that I try to have creative flows, things that move organically, but that also don't necessarily land in stillness for too often. Mm. Though it's a, the beautiful part of yoga is right, the strength and the suppleness, kind of that juxtaposition. So I like to move, but then find the beauty in staying in a pose, but you're never just standing still. It's like, how are you still moving in stillness? And I think I'm, it's a pretty athletic class. Um, people have said it's like not difficult necessarily, but that it's very nurturing. And then there's always like a challenge and a support aspect to it. That is cool. I love how you describe that, how you talk about moving in stillness. That's really interesting. That's very cool. So what is a day in the life of of Monica like? Oh, it's an interesting question. Well, I'm still teaching full-time high school dance. So during the week, Monday through Friday, I'm getting up in the morning, uh, traveling from Brooklyn to Harlem to teach six periods of dance class with some really amazing students. Awesome. And then depending on the day, I'm either hopping on a train to go and take a class or most likely uh, getting on the train and coming back to teach a class. And then after teaching, hoping to find something healthy-ish to eat, (laughs) maybe enjoying a glass of wine after uh, the night. But it's always trying to find the balance between teaching and practicing. So trying to find a few times where I can also find some really luxurious practices. And I've actually just discovered home practice. So I know you're always supposed to have a home practice. So trying to find more opportunities to have a home practice, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes in the morning to flow. Neat. That's awesome. Yeah. Consistency. I'm like just in life I found is way stronger than just, you know, one big push, even that five to 10 minutes a day is is something. Yeah, I mean, there's so much power in just doing like five sun salutations in a row. You can really get your flow moving that way. And 
just keeping the practice going. It's a practice, right? It's not a class necessarily. So the yeah. more times that you practice, um, you never necessarily get better at practice. You get, <laughs> you find new ways of being inside of your practice. Oh my gosh, that's such a good point. I love that. <laughs> you never get better at practice. That's so cool. Yeah. Have you had instructors or any like particular instructors that have inspired you in your teaching or like Maybe, I don't know if you came up with these really cool ideas on your own because that is like genius right there that you never get better at practice, but you're always practicing. Yeah. The first person who kind of like caught my attention doing yoga was a teacher named Olga Olga Dalinina. She's a Russian dancer and her like yoga practice just inspired me. Probably the first time I practiced consistently. I don't think she teaches any longer. But then the teacher uh, who I connected with when I started practicing again, and then was actually one of my instructors during my teacher training was yoga, uh, was Stephanie Battle. And she's also a former dancer, kind of a little thread of like (laughs) continuity there. Yeah. And Stephanie just really kind of helped me find stillness and movement as well. And also breath, because part of why I didn't like yoga when I first started was this idea of just like breathing and being still. Uh, and that's like super uncomfortable if you're not used to it. Yeah. And so um, she inspired me to be able to be comfortable in my uncomfortableness of that. And that's how I found myself like practicing more and eventually doing the yoga teacher training. Cool. Um, I just read a lot. That's where I get some of these <laughs> ideas, right? Like I love reading Danielle Laporte. She's so amazing. Um, and just kind of finding little things, so and little comments. And as a teacher of high school students, you also kind of have to have like little quips all the time because <laughs> that's uh, great. That's what they hang on to. It's not necessarily like the facts, but it's like the little comments that you say. So, yeah. but I don't know that there's any sort of like wisdom that necessarily lives that I'm like projecting out. But I think it's just experience and say, finding the words. Mm. And that used to be something that intimidated me as a yoga teacher too, was like, I'd go to classes and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this person just like spoke so eloquently. And so like, I want to be like that. And it's what Stephanie also said is like, you might not actually know what you're going to say. And you'll look back and be like, wow, I said that. <laughs> or like, whoa, I said that. Um, but just being ready to speak your truth. And if you speak your truth, then you allow other people to speak their truth. That is so cool. That's really cool. What would you say if you had to pick one life lesson, you know, pass along, just one, what, mm. what would that life lesson be? I think it's that making a poor choice or a poor decision, it doesn't become a mistake until you fail to correct it. Hmm. Um, and so I think I've done like a lot of twists and turns and made choices that maybe weren't the best choices, but it's when you can sit back and reflect and say, wow, that wasn't right for me then. What can I do? Am I going to stay with that and settle with that? Or am I going to do something about that? Yeah. Um, And I think that's also like the same as we were just talking about like burning bridges or like keeping doors open. It's that just because you did or said something doesn't mean that you have to accept that that's going to be the end all be all. It may be. um, And sometimes it might mean having to go back. And if you did it to a person, having a conversation with that person or if it was a choice, like we can always change choices. So like I didn't start out as a high school English teacher, high school dance teacher, or yoga teacher, but I got here because I tried something. It doesn't mean that this will be my final career, but it's an opportunity for me to try something. And if it doesn't work out, I can always try something else. And that's the same thing in like yoga, right? If you I'm terrible at inversions. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm getting better at inversions. This, but that's uh, standing on your head. Standing on your head or okay. standing on your hand. But like just because you try a pose and you fall out of it doesn't mean that the pose isn't for you. 
or just because you couldn't do the pose yesterday doesn't mean you can't do it today or just because you did it yesterday and you can't do it today doesn't mean it's not for you it's just every day like coming into and saying like I tried this and now I'm gonna try this that's kind of my one lesson I guess is try something if it doesn't work out you can always try something else that is fantastic. Those kids are so lucky to have you. I oh. think you're teaching that to them. That is so awesome. Thank you. It's really cool. They always say something like, oh, I don't want to go to college right now. Or I don't think I want to go to college in the future. And I'm always saying like, you don't know what the future is. So yeah. make choices today that allow you to have a choice in a year or two years. Like nobody says you have That's to go awesome. to college. Yeah. And especially the students I work with, a lot of them have made poor choices. Just kind of like where they live, their academic histories. That poor choice was your choice. And if you allow it to be your choice, then it becomes something that's with you. But you can always go back and try to change it or at least make it move you to a different direction. Yeah. Make a, a new choice. In the yeah. Future. That's awesome. Thanks. That's really cool. Do you have any, any moments in your life where you just had like an aha moment, a breakthrough, it could be in anything. I don't know when you're suddenly you could do inversions all of a sudden in your... Uh... Yeah, I kind of actually had that happen today. I was doing home practice. So I'm in the middle of trying to decide if I want to uh, keep teaching full-time in the way that I've been teaching or if I'm ready to like start a new kind of business of working with educators to keep them like motivated and kind of like a coaching life coaching, but really for educators, mm -hmm. uh, more like mentoring and coaching educators. And it's scary. And it's like hard to be like, wow, if I leave my nine to five, who do I become? I've always been a teacher. Yeah. Um, and so I was taking practice today at home and the theme of the class was courageousness and heart opening. And it had a side crow in there. Um, and that is just not my jam. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to do this. So I like moved over on my mat a little bit and the couch was there. So I was like, you're not going to fall too far. It's like right there. <laughs> and there was a moment when I caught air and I was like, okay, like the earth was there to catch you. The mat was there to catch you. You took a, took a chance and you like maybe only stood up for like half of a second. So I don't yeah. even know how much that is. Um, but that was kind of my reflection when I, it's actually from doing a training this weekend. And I wrote about how like this moment of courageousness kind of mimics what's going on in my life. Like it's really scary to not know what will happen after June, but to know that like, there's always going to be something to catch you there and yeah. you might not actually be able to see what it is, but that's the lesson. I think like, that's the lesson. That's how map like yoga for me is a metaphor for my life is like, you've actually never like totally fallen out of anything. Yeah. And, like died because of it <laughs> um and so like that's life right like you're gonna take a chance and it yeah. might not work out but just like I said earlier you can always like try something else yeah there's a certain amount of trust in that like trust in yourself trust that the ground will be there you know yeah that's cool that's so. very cool to wrap up do you have any passion projects that you're working on right now I know that you did a class downstairs at Prospect Heights Yoga for Urban Art Beat yeah it's really neat yeah, so a few like little passion things. So social justice is a huge part of who I am. And Urban Art Beat is uh, just this amazing program. I actually met the founder we used to teach together. And uh, so she and her organization work to bring arts into schools, into communities that don't have them. And so some, one of that is Rikers. Um, they actually go in and work with some of the young men and young women who are at Rikers um, cool. to help develop... Uh, Really, music is sort of their focus with them. So they have yeah. some songs that you can download about the about what happens in prison and about all of that. But why that's so special to me, too, is just, like, the arts. I believe that arts have a way of, like, changing lives. And so part of my passion project is always finding ways to change people's lives. And so using dance right mm -hmm. now as the motivation for that. So that's, like, one yeah. passion project is, like, arts and 
um, changing lives as well as just like giving students a voice, right? So there's been a lot of movement lately with regards to gun violence in schools. And so just like having students feel like they have a voice. And as a teacher, like that's always kind of been my model to give students voices, but now it's like really powerful and their voice might not always be like speaking. It could be moving, it could be writing, but just whatever that is, kind of allowing them to do that. And then the same token, giving teachers voices. So we've heard a lot of teachers walking out right now due to salary issues across the country. And uh, I really firmly believe that educators are so important and that education really is the great equalizer. I like the idealism of that statement. I know it's not true in America because we can see that like it hasn't actually equalized. But this idea of if teachers feel emboldened and feel secure, then what can they do for students? And so part of that is leads back to what I was talking about, uh, about finding ways to keep educators passionate about their work. And what does that mean? And so who knows next year, you might see me working with like new teachers or teachers who are thinking about leaving, like how can they find something for me? That's something that kept me able to teach. This is my 11th year of teaching high school, which is like kind of unheard of in charter schools. Um, that, that thing for me was yoga. It helped me like find some balance in my life. And so I want to be able to allow new teachers who are struggling and don't think they can make it to find a way to stay because we know that when teachers stay in classrooms, students excel. Um, And that's, that's just the facts. And so when students excel, we all excel. Yeah. Um, so they have that consistent figure in their yeah. lives. Yep. And so that's kind of what my passion projects is, is art, music, yeah. dance, that's students' fantastic. voices, and then like just keeping teachers ready. So wherever I go next, yeah. uh, it's definitely going to be connected to education in some ways. Cool. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so where are you teaching now? Yes. Like, where could people catch a class with you if they wanted to? For sure. Well, you mentioned I teach at Prospect Heights Yoga, so I'm here on Friday evenings for Flow and Restore. And then sometimes I do special workshops, which is amazing. We did a wonderful vision board workshop at the beginning. Uh, yeah, that was, like, cool. so – that was dope. <laughs> um, and then I started a series of classes with Artists and Fleas Brooklyn um, on Thursdays in Williamsburg. So that's yeah. free. Um, and we spon- we work with sponsors like Crave Jerky and Harmless Harvest Water cool. and Justice Peanut Butter. So that what when you come – It's at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. at the Artists and Fleas on 70 North 7th street and then I athleta nyc the one on fifth avenue has allowed me space to lead my yoga for educators so yeah. on mondays yoga uh, teachers can that's come any fantastic. teachers can come take a free class that's so cool. at 5 10 p.m and then i do have a yoga and dance class and that's out in ridgewood at the yes studio so cool. pretty busy uh, definitely and if people are out in ridgewood like where can they it's at 1080 wyckoff we just opened so it's a great place to come and actually a few one other teacher from Prospect Heights is also out there yes. with me. So yeah, come catch dancers. us there. Yeah, a lot of dancers over there. So doing great stuff. Yeah, awesome. And then if they want to find you on the internet, active on social media, they can totally find, somewhere. find me on, um, well, first of all, I have a website. It's my first and last name.com. So M O N I C A M O N F S and Frank R E.com. And then, but really the best way to interact with me is on Instagram. And there I am the wealthy teacher and wealthy is spelled w-e-l-l-t-h-y so a little merge of living a well a life based in wellness as well as a healthy life yeah um, and it's the same on facebook so it's the wealthy teacher sweet yeah that's monica thank you so much for sharing Thanks, all Morgan. that, that it was, was awesome fantastic. yeah really yeah. appreciate you coming over of course so cool excited to hear and you're so doing excited. such amazing stuff <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you for the opportunity to be here at prospect heights uh yoga <laughs> thank you
Thanks for joining us on this episode of What Yogis Know. Make sure you check out the show page for links to Monica's Instagram, website, and more. If you feel a little wiser for having heard this episode, please subscribe and share.